Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Hey everyone, Kevin Cruz here. Welcome to episode 195 of the LeadX Show, where of course we're helping you to get 1% better every single day. Well, at least five days a week, I should say. <laughs> now today is Friday, which means it's Fan Mail Friday, the weekly wrap-up show. I take my time, I get to rant about whatever I want to, and of course, I answer your questions. And today, I'm flying solo. No Tara on this show this week. Here in the States, it's the day after Thanksgiving. It's officially a holiday. And uh, so LeadX is closed, but I'm still working at recording this episode for you, which airs you know one week later. And that means we are a week away from episode 200 of the LeadX show, which blows my mind. And I got, I got a favor. I want to do something special with the wrap-up show for episode 200. I mean, I would like to hear from you. So I'm hoping that you will either send an email to info at leadx.org or even better, I want you to send us an audio file. It's real easy. You just have to go to leadx.org forward slash ask Kevin, and then you'll click a button and you can talk into your laptop or your phone or whatever, and then click another button and it sends me the audio file, which I can then play on the air. And so just, you, know, you don't have to ask me a question. Just go to leadx.org forward slash ask Kevin and leave a quick comment like what's been your favorite episode or how has the show made an impact at work or at home or any other message that you'd like to, to leave so we can compile them and play some of them uh, on uh, this 200th episode. And before I go further, let me read, we always do the iTunes review of the week. We got one today from Cadet Shepard. Uh, let's see here. In fact, Cadet Shepard left this review yesterday, which was my time recording this, was Thanksgiving. So Cadet Shepard, I don't know if you're in the U.S. and celebrate Thanksgiving or you're outside and you don't, but either way, big thanks for leaving that review on, on Thanksgiving. And Cadet Shepard wrote, this show is great. Leaders you may have never heard of are here to share their techniques and lifestyle as Kevin interviews them for real world scenarios at work and at home. And that was a five star review. Hey, Cadet Shepard, thanks for that. And if you, uh, because I read it on the air, get in touch with us because I want to send you a LeadX swag bomb uh, wherever you are in the world. And Friends, did you know that LeadX actually has, we have a VIP ambassador group on Facebook. Uh, it's, there's, it's really a tight group. I think just over 100 folks at this point. You know, we ask for uh, help on things. I've been talking to the group members, the ambassadors, about how to name my next leadership book. Uh, I ask about things people want to know about on the show and in our training. Uh, we've sent free books, like our guests' books, because I get them free sent to me from their PR people. We send those back out to the ambassadors. I just sent out a bunch of $50 gift cards to some people who sent me some video uh, comments that I needed. If you want to get in on this group, it's real easy. All you have to do is 
Subscribe to the LeadX show on iTunes. Leave a little review. It can be a sentence long. Click some stars. And then just let us know. Info at leadx.org. Say, hey, under this wacky name on iTunes, I left you guys a review, and we will invite you into the ambassador program where you're going to be getting all kinds of free stuff throughout the year. And by the way, would you like to write for Forbes.com? Would you like to get your message out through Forbes? Would you like to build your brand on Forbes? Would you like to put that Forbes logo on your website? Well, I just did a live webinar walking through what it takes to become a writer for Forbes. I did it. Uh, it'll be the morning that this podcast airs, which means I think you missed it. But if you don't want to miss future webinars that I'm doing, like how to write for Forbes and all these other topics, just go to leadx.org, sign up for the newsletter, and we let you know what's coming up in terms of the weekly free webinars, the live webinars, and the free courses of the day. And if you really want to uh, check my webinar on how to write for Forbes, it's in the LeadX Academy. It's in the archive. So just go on to leadx.org and click on the free trial to uh, check out the Academy. All right, Tara's not here, and so I get to take over the rant 100% which is scary because you're gonna just hear random stuff that's rattling in my head. You know, there's no filter. Tara's not guiding me on some topic. So here's a bunch of random stuff. Um, this was rattling in my head. It's a success tip. <laughs> here's the success tip. Show up. <laughs> I can't remember the exact Woody Allen quote, but it's something like, you know, 80% of success is just showing up. And I don't know if you know this, but 10 to 20% of my podcast guests, when we schedule them, they just don't show up for the podcast. They don't show up for their own interview. Their PR, they hire PR people to reach out to us. We book them or they email and beg to come on the show or whatever it is. There's back and forth, getting it all ready. And then they, they just don't show up. One out of 10 people don't show up. And I have found when I'm hiring, you know, I'm doing job interviews, I'm hiring for LeadX or my earlier companies, about one out of 10 people, the candidates, they just don't show up. They don't say, I'm going to be late. They don't say, sorry, I took another job. Sorry, I overslept. Sorry, I got sick. They just don't show up. You never hear from them again. So first rule of <laughs> massive success, yeah, show up. That's the rule. And what have I been watching on TV? I don't watch a lot of TV, but uh, date night, I usually watch TV. And then if I'm on the treadmill and, you know, most, most, movies or, or Netflix series and stuff like that, they don't affect me very much, but there's one that, man, I just finished it, finished season one, and it got into my dreams, and it not in a good way. I mean, the show is good, but man, it's freaky, and that show is Mindhunter. Man, hit me up on social media or something. Did you watch Mindhunter? It's all about uh, the FBI agents that started profiling serial killers. In fact, they coined the term, you know, serial killer. Fascinating. I like history. This is kind of like historical drama and freaky. I don't even know why it got in my head so much, but uh, it got into my head. Mind hunters. And the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about, if you don't know this, LinkedIn is on fire. It is now the single hottest social media platform for professionals. It's not Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or anything else. And it's because LinkedIn redid their feed and uh, they redid their feed. It's algorithmic. Uh, they're making it easier to communicate. And yes, now on LinkedIn, you get a little more spam and you get people posting stuff that probably should be on Facebook. Um, but literally, like I could spend, I do spend one or two hours writing an article for, say, Forbes, and it might get 
you know, if it's just an average article, would get a couple thousand views. I've had some, uh, I have the most popular Forbes article of all time with like 25 million views, but an average one's going to get 2,000 views. I could spend five to 10 minutes writing a post for LinkedIn. And if you write them the certain way, like I have a pattern that I use, a template that I use. And after 10 or 15 minutes of writing and posting up on LinkedIn, I mean, I will get 100,000 reads, 100,000 views. Uh, I just did one about this ridiculous thing that happened with my healthcare, long story for another time. It's just now at 196,000 views. So think about what would it mean to your brand, to your connections, to your future job opportunities if you had hundreds of thousands of people coming across your LinkedIn profile every month, and then they're gonna connect with you, they're gonna remember you. It's the easiest way to build up your connections, your platform, your brand, and connect with me when you're on there as well. And this is the last random thing rumbling around in my head. I was reading about the history of the Medici Bank, which was the largest bank in the world back in the 15th century. I like to look for strategies that I can deploy from history because I don't think there's a whole lot of new stuff out there. And there are several strategies out there that have helped me to get my New York Times bestseller, uh, specific strategies I've used to build and sell now several multi-million dollar companies, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a specific strategy that was used for the Medici Bank to become the world's largest, which if you want to know what the answer is, send me an email or hit me up on social media and I'll, I'll give you that that secret. But anyway, um, it made me wonder, you know, what's the largest bank in the world today? And I guess reflecting my U.S. centric view of the world, I just assumed it was going to be a big U.S. bank like J.P. Morgan, which for a long time I thought was the world's biggest bank, J.P. Morgan. So I did some research and it turns out the number one largest bank in the world is called the Industrial Bank of China huh, China has the world's largest bank. That was interesting. All right, so I thought, all right, who's got this? What's the second largest bank? Second largest bank, China Construction Bank. Hmm, what about the third? Agriculture Bank of China. All three of the world's top banks are, are Chinese banks. Um, it's incredible. And of course, I went and looked at number four, and it's the Bank of China. So let that sink in. And this isn't about I'm, I'm disappointed that an American bank isn't number one. It's like, I, man, I knew the power of China. I know and I talk about the power of the global economy, uh, how everybody, even a solo entrepreneur, if you're selling, if you've got a shopping cart on your website and you're doing it from your basement, you are a global company. You will get 40 percent of your sales from outside your, your home country. Um. And then I started poking even more and, you know, all conservative estimates is that the Chinese economy, currently number two in the world, will overtake the United States and become the world's largest economy in five years. And that is just profound. I mean, you know, no matter, again, what you do in my own little world as a consultant, you know, I, I sold rights and I knew it was important to sell rights, the Chinese language version of my books. And I've done that and they've done a beautiful job producing it and it's building my brand in China. I've now started accepting uh, LinkedIn connections from 
influencers in China, the LinkedIn China platform. Of course, if you haven't been to China yet, go to China. It is mind blowing. You need to really see what's going on uh, with with your own eyes. Um, the great and also the challenging, like like air pollution, for example. Uh, whether you're a speaker, whether you're a small business, think about what's going to happen in five years, 10 years, 20 years, and what are the opportunities for you to do business in China, to do business with the Chinese? Um, where will the competitive threats come from? I could remember a friend of mine who runs a charity in China, and I was in China, I don't know, about 10 years ago, and he was just talking about China being a, a superpower and a super economy, but they will never be an innovator. He said there's just something about their culture and their history where they will never be a true innovator. They're never going to lead in technology. Even then, I thought that was a little unusual because uh, historically, China has innovated a lot of things like gunpowder, I think, uh, for one. And we're seeing it today, you know, rather than them uh, copying quickly uh, technology and plans from the United States and others, they are now innovating in many fronts and we are now copying them. So it's just something to think about. Boy, I told you it was going to be a, a, a random, a definitely a random rant of miscellaneous stuff rattling around in my head. So let's move on to fan mail. Uh, we got this piece actually from LinkedIn. You know, last week we were taking some questions from Instagram. Today I'm trying to catch up on some LinkedIn stuff. And this comes from Matthew. I would like you to know how inspired I've been over the last couple of months by your books and podcasts. I would love to help out in any way, uh, purely on a pro bono status, whether it's envelope licking, poster placing, or anything, a part-time basis that could be done by a father of three with a full-time job living in Canada. Please let me know any time. Consider it an offer for a free part-time intern whose only uh, recompense is getting to be part of the inspiration team you have there at LeadX whenever needed. Matthew. Matthew, big thanks for such a nice, uh, nice message. It means a lot to me. And uh, the, you know, for anyone that wants to help out uh, with LeadX, the single best thing you can do for now is again rate us on iTunes and spread the word on social media. It is very, very difficult to grow a podcast audience. Uh, we've, we're on almost on episode 200 and we, our growth has flattened out and we are not where we need to be to keep this show uh, going. So anything you can do to, to reach out, to tell people about the show would be great. And, you know, Matthew, again, if you're not already part of our ambassador program, that's the thing. Let us know you've left a review, everyone out there, let us know that you've left a review on iTunes. We'll get you into that Facebook ambassador program. And that's where we coordinate some, some efforts and have a lot of fun. So that's just fantastic. So let's hit some questions. I'll try to move uh, quickly. And um, another super fan, friend, and ambassador, Kauru, reached out and said, last week a lady contacted me and asked if I can talk to her about tea business. And of course, uh, I I'm talking to her. I don't know her. She's not my customer. She found me online. I agreed to meet with her. And I'm glad that some people want to talk to me about my business. It's very flattering. I can then Kauru's saying to me, I consider you are my mentor, but I really can't think of anything to get back to you for your kindness and everything I learned from you other than saying thank you. So I want to pass it to someone else if I can ever help them. If you have any tips or advice for having mentees. So congrats, Kauru. That's great. It shows that your message is getting out there. Your brand is being built when others are now reaching out to you, asking you for advice. And yes, like that's, you know, I want to activate I want to spark 100 
million intentional leaders, people living with intent, leading others, influencing others with intent. And I can't do that directly. I need people to spread the message, to help others, to pay it forward. So this is awesome. And my advice on mentees, I will, I don't want this to sound too negative. You know, I've, I've evolved. So when I was, I don't know, 20 years ago, I would say yes. And I would help everybody. I mean, I would, I would literally have coffee or do meetings or do a string of meetings with anybody that reached out to me. And um, it was extremely time consuming to the point where it was, you know, I was helping others a little, but it was really damaging to my own core mission. And so I scaled it back and I said, you know, probably about 10 years ago, like, yes, I always want to have one or more mentors and I'm willing to talk with them on a weekly basis for an hour or two. Um, because again, I want to give back. I want to pay it forward. And uh, what, what I found was that, you know, I was probably giving away a day a week of my time mentoring other people. And for the vast majority of them, I hate to say it, but like they didn't really, it didn't have much of an impact. They would take my time. They'd always come back. They would act grateful, but they wouldn't really act on the advice. And I don't really know that my time spent with them changed the arc of their company or their career that much. And so, you know, that starts to get frustrating when, when I'm giving away, you know, one seventh of my life, literally one seventh of my week, and it's not having an impact and nobody really like people enjoy hanging out with me, but they're not really doing anything with that time. So I've become much more selective and it's not that I'm not doing it. In fact, you know, I just had a great couple hour Skype mentoring session with a LeadX listener who was a part of our ambassador program. Marcelo did me a favor. He said, hey, Kevin, you know, in return, could you give me some advice? You know, we got on Skype, had a great conversation. He's a great guy with really high potential. And and I like doing that. But, you know, what I would have done 10 years ago would have been like, hey, Marcelo, sure, every week, let's get on the phone for one, two or three hours and send me all your stuff and let me really get my hands in your business and help. And I realized that, you know, that's first of all, you know, we all need to learn how to do it ourselves. We need to learn to, to make our own mistakes. And again, it's too early in that relationship. So, you know, I ended it with saying, Marcelo, this has been great. Hopefully you found it helpful. And um, let's get back in touch. Like, you know, think about all the stuff we talked about. Drop me a note in a month and we'll, you know, do it again, time, time permitting. So I definitely want all of you out there to get mentees, you know, whether it's a 17 year old who's just starting out in her career, whether it's someone that wants to do what you're doing have mentees, but just be careful that you're not taking on so many of them that it's impacting your primary purpose and mission in life. And if you're going to keep meeting with them, make sure you're having an impact because they're taking up time that someone else could be using. You want to make sure that that impact is, is, uh, is being passed along. So that's what I would say about mentees. And then here's another question from Hassan. Uh, this was a LinkedIn question. Hi, Kevin. First, let me say I love the show and I'm always sharing it. I'm reaching out because I'm curious if you have any experience with landmark education. I ask because so many of the little tips on things like authenticity, the comment on kicking the word but out of your vocabulary and a number of other examples. Just wondering. Thanks, Hassan. Yes. So um, for those of you who don't know, landmark education 
it's gone through several varieties. Um, and I did go through the program literally 30 years ago. It was like a weekend event. I went with some friends and back then it was called the forum. And before it was called the forum, it was like a big popular, it was all the rage in the sixties and early seventies. It was called EST, E-S-T. And it, you know, it's, it's especially back then it became very controversial because it was like, um, kind of like a giant group intervention, group therapy thing, a lot of freaky, weird exercises, uh, extreme conditions to kind of get people to break out of patterns and things. And, and, you know, there was a long story, but <laughs> that first EST program kind of shut down the, they kicked out the founder, became the forum and it, it, got more mainstream, but back when I did it 30 years ago, I mean, they were still screaming at people and people were stomping out and there was almost fights. And, you know, one couple met there and decided to get married three hours later, like all kinds of crazy stuff happens, um, which I find very amusing. Uh, and I don't know anything about what they're teaching or what it's like, you know, these days. Um, interesting that Hassan, you say that so many of these things, you know, you've seen in Landmark. I don't remember any of this kind of stuff being covered in Landmark. They were doing a lot of freaky stuff that had nothing to do with the things we've been talking about. And I'll be honest, like this concept, which I like of you never want to say the word, but you would say the word and uh, because the word but is negating. If we're talking about, you know, you're talking to your spouse about like where to go on vacation and your spouse says, oh, I really want to go to the beach. You know, and you don't really want to go to the beach. You want to go to the mountains. You know, most of us would say, you know, yeah, we had fun when we went to the beach two years ago, but I'm really in the mood for some, you know, mountain hiking instead. When you say the word, but the person you're talking to hears, you don't like their idea. You don't agree with them. You're negating everything they said. The word and is saying like, I hear you and agree with, with a point of that. And I'm going to continue the conversation. I'm going to continue our exploration. I'm going to continue our negotiation with this other statement. It's just a, a, a much better way to communicate with people. So I would say something like, um, it's true. We had a lot of fun on that, that beach vacation two years ago. And this year I'm kind of in the mood for hiking. And it's just, it's a subtle thing, but when you start to do it, you'll catch yourself. And it's funny because now, now that again, I didn't know Landmark does this. I heard it from a consultant that came in, I don't know, 20 years ago and taught me and my team communication skills. And um, that's how I heard it. I've read it in books and you'll even hear, I don't even know if the episodes have aired yet, but sometimes I'm talking to other, you know, leadership authors, coaches on the show and you'll hear them catch themselves. They'll say, you know, blah, 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 but, and then they'll pause. And, and then I start laughing because I know what they're doing. They're, they're catching themselves in this pattern. So anyway, I think some of this stuff like authenticity has really been probably the hottest leadership topic of the last five years. So there's a hundred people now have written on it. A thousand people teach it. It's everywhere. Who started it? I don't know. Um, the funny thing is Hassan and everyone, I get similar emails like this all the time where it's like, Hey, you know, do you have a background in cognitive behavioral therapy? Because all of these things that you guys talk about is from CBT or they'll say, Hey, did you guys go through Marshall Goldsmith's elite program? No. Uh, Cause everything you talk about, he talks about. I just think like the best ideas 
go to the top and they spread because they are effective. They are good. Whether, you know, where all these ideas come from, I don't know. I mean, a lot of my life advice and everything is actually, I think, rooted in, you know, thousand years old stoic philosophy and stuff. But anyway, uh, enough on that topic. Thanks, Hassan, for the question. And then let's see, I'll do one more. Um, what do we got here? This comes from Chris. This is like an, a, a startup or an entrepreneur question or a career question, I guess. I am in a company that does not realize the value I can add. They pay well, though, so I stay on. The alternative I'm investigating is going out on my own. I'm exploring going into leadership and coaching. So my, re my research into leadership and coaching has led me to great leaders in the field like yourself. Any advice you might be able to offer will be greatly appreciated. Regards, Chris. So Chris, and anyone out there who is not thrilled with your day job, you know, my advice is this. If at all possible, get the heck out of your job if you don't like it. Life is too short to be unhappy at work. And do you really need as much money as you realize as you think you do? I mean, if you do, you do. You know, like if you're single parent raising 52 children and you live in a shack and you really need every penny, okay, keep working if that's all it is. But for most of us, you know, at a certain point, we're working for money at the expense of our happiness. And isn't the purpose of life to be happy? You know, that's that's what the Dalai Lama says, it ain't to make money. And so I think that when in doubt, if you're not feeling it at your job, find a way to move closer to happiness, your true passion, your true talent, your true interest. Now, it doesn't mean quit today and start. In fact, I'd argue the opposite. Every company I've ever started, the ones that failed, the ones that did well, I actually always started them when I already was employed at the previous company. And so, for example, Chris, you know, what I would say is you should sort of set a goal. You know, maybe you want to strike out on your own in a year or two years or five years, whatever that number is. And then you have the benefit of learning and sharing out, building your audience before you need them. The best way for you to build your tribe, to, to build your social media followers, to build your email subscriber list is to offer value and never try to sell anybody anything. Um, you know, we were doing a daily podcast for six months before we said, hey, and by the way, if you got $7, go sign up for the LeadX Academy. It's going to be the most mind-blowing unlimited training you ever got for the price of a, you know, a latte or two. Um, you know, but we had built up an audience. We'd built up some goodwill uh, before we ever even made that simple ask. And so everyone out there, you know, I, I wrote a book. It's the book that like nobody knows about. Um, it's called Text Me, Snap Me, Ask Me Anything. And I talk about the first step is like, who do you want to serve? And it needs to be a niche. Like it's got to be very small. If you say, oh, it's leadership advice for everybody. I coach anybody. Well, that I, I get a hundred emails a day from people who say that. So I'm never going to respond to your email, your phone call, your, your website. If someone said, hey, Kevin, I coach <laughs> I coach people who are doing daily podcasts and can help you to grow your audience. I'd be like, all right, I'm taking that meeting, right? It's so specific to what I'm interested in. So you need to, before you quit your day job, become an expert in a niche, build up an audience in a niche, uh, build your authority in your niche. And remember, 
the root word of authority is author. So if there's any way to write and publish an ebook before you go out on your own, you want to do it or record five hours of helpful training that you're going to then sell, do it before you go out on your own. So that on day one, you've got an audience that knows you, that likes you, that trusts you, that wants more help from you. And lo and behold, you now offer them help at $125 an hour or $1,000 an hour or a $1,000 e-learning program or a $20 book, whatever, whatever it is. But use a year to two years or more to build up that audience. So that would be my, uh, my advice to you, Chris, and best of luck. So that is it for another weekly wrap-up show, almost uh, just about 30 minutes. Uh, you know, next week we're doing, again, Monday is Manager Tips, Tools, and Rules, and it's going to be my final episode on how to give effective feedback. It's just going to be tips. So it like wraps that up. We did three episodes on it because it's like the core foundation skill of being an effective manager. Then my leadership interviews, I interview the head of sales at Avon, um, Betty Palm. I mean, massive organization, global organization, great career trajectory, great uh, leadership and sales advice from Betty Palm. And then I interview um, a great executive coach out of New York. Uh, and she's been, she was selected and has been part of Marshall Goldsmith's top 100 coach program. So we learn about that. We do a throwback Thursday episode to the legendary Jason Freed of Basecamp. And then our Friday show is going to be episode 200. Remember, send me an email, info at leadx.org, or even better, record a comment. What's been your favorite episode? How have we helped you? Go to leadx.org forward slash ask Kevin, and you can just leave a recorded comment. I'm pretty pumped. I don't normally get excited about like uh, milestone episodes. I think 100 was... We had Sully Sullenberger for episode 100 as like a special guest, and that felt like yesterday, and now we've burned through another 100 episodes. It's just mind-blowing. And on that note, one way or another, I'm going to spark 100 million intentional leaders within 10 years, and it starts with you. You guys are the original year one, episodes one through 200 of this journey. I'm only going to reach 100 million through you, when you start to tell people about the show and help them, when you start to take on mentees, when you start to put into practice things that you've learned. So please, it all goes back to the core lesson. Leadership is about influence. You lead at home and you lead at work, whether you have direct reports or not. So the question you keep in mind every day is, how will you lead today?